Good morning, good afternoon, guten tag, um, tune in Tokyo. This is episode seven of Mad Yet Mighty, and by a landslide, we are going to be recapping the Bachelorette season finale that aired on Monday night, and I'm just going to preface this whole podcast for anyone that has any kind of strong feelings about the whole scandal that went down. So yeah, let's, I'm, I'm going to just talk about this because I don't really want to talk about it again because I do just really want to focus on the episode, maybe touch on the whole Instagram scandal if I need to later, but I just wanted to kind of clear the air. So for those who really don't know, okay, just me getting ahead of myself. So Monday night was the season finale of Becca Coffrin's season. And she had her two remaining guys, um, Blake and Garrett. And something came out during, while they were filming. So while they were filming, there were some things that Garrett there was like two or I don't know how many, but there was either one Instagram account. Like when I, I went and I waited to look at what the whole Instagram scandal was. I knew that he had liked certain posts or something. Um, the whole time I was, I thought it was like some, something to have to do with like racist posts, which I was like, Ooh, God, that's, yeah, that's bad. Um, once again, not, I'm not condoning, condoning anything that he did. Um, but Garrett, I guess it came out that he had liked some posts on like one or two Instagram accounts and they were obviously not in the greatest taste. Um, it's just, this is such a hard thing for me just because, I mean, Instagram is one of those things. Once again, like I'm not, I am not saying that what he did or not, you know, saying that, oh, people can just do that and they're fine, like whatever. But like, he's human. And after watching the season, and that's one of the main reasons why I didn't want to, I, I, I didn't want to look at it because I wanted to watch and I wanted to watch him and just see exactly how I felt about him organically without looking at that. So there were a couple of, you know, screenshots that came out about him liking some of these posts off of this like American supply or America supply or Patreon. It was some, some account in regards to that. And one of the posts that I saw was referring to, um, one of the most, and it wasn't referring to the actual shooting, but it was referring to one of the quote, like the quote, like the, like the kids of the high school, so he had liked an Instagram post that was like, you know, saying that what that one of the kids was a crisis actor and it was like a screen grab and a split screen. The, the, the post was of like one news channel a year ago and another news channel this year in a completely different state saying it was like two different people or anywho. So um, he had liked that, um, which I was obviously a little bit more like, you know, conspiracy theorist. So that was one of the things that I saw. I also saw one where it was like a picture of like um, two bathroom doors, like the men's and the women's room. And on the women's door, it was Caitlyn Jenner. And on the men's door, it was Bruce Jenner. I mean, come on, people. 
Do you know how many Bruce Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner jokes that were literally just spread everywhere? So that was another one. There were there were a couple of more and it was very like they were all very similar to that. They were not like, you know, oh, like basically blatantly, which once again, not condoning it, but also want to put in people's heads that like this is just a, a normal homegrown guy who is probably laying in bed at night, scrolling through his Instagram and double tapping. And Garrett did come out with an apology um, while everything was, while the show was airing, because he, this came out during the show. So while they're on the show, nobody has their phones. Nobody has any contact to the outside world. They don't have computers. They don't have iPads. Like they don't have anything. They are not allowed to have anything. So what Becca was saying is like, while this was happening, like they so badly wanted to come out. She wanted it so badly to come out and be like, this is my guy. This is my man back off like he like and obviously she 100% didn't condone it either um and he did come out with an apology and then also on the after the rose special he spearheaded it and was saying you know he is so sorry and the thing about Garrett is and the thing that I when I started watching the show is that he is one of the most genuine I don't like to call them contestants, but genuine cast members on the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise that I've ever seen. I mean, he is one of those guys, like there are guys that are that are very well rehearsed, very well spoken, like Blake. Blake was very well spoken. Blake was very confident. Blake seemed like he had sat down the night before and planned out everything that he was going to say. I'm not saying that he did that, but that's how he came across. He was very put together very well. Um now, for Garrett, you can really tell how just genuine and just like a normal dude Garrett was. I mean, Garrett was just straight, you know, just a guy who'd go fly fishing on the weekend, hanging out with his family, growing up on a tomato farm. I mean, he was as just pretty much as normal as they come. And some of the things that he did just literally gave me chills because I was like, okay, this is a guy. This is a this is a cast member. It's so refreshing to see a cast member who's not on there to get Instagram likes, who's not on there to like start a like social media influencer, model, actor career. I mean, this was just one of those contestants that's just going on. And he and that's exactly how he came off. So after being said um, after watching the entire show and then, you know, seeing how he handled and was very, very sincere saying that he was, you know, was very cl clearly clueless what a double tap could do and was so sorry if he hurt anyone, if he offended anyone. He said, it was not my intention to hurt anyone's feelings or to offend anyone. He said, I'm, you know, growing every day and that's what I'm going to focus on is growing every day to be a better person and moving forward. And, you know, Becca and him seemed very solid, very, very, very solid. Um, so yeah, I don't want to get into too much because there we go. We already know, like, obviously Garrett, but it's all over the place. So you should probably already know that Garrett won if you're any way into The Bachelor Bachelorette. So that's just what I wanted to say about that. I just think that I was starting to read stuff on Twitter and like he people were just saying terrible things about him, which is, you know, the culture that we're in. And like, I completely understand people being super offended and, um, you know, he's a terrible person. But I saw people were saying he's a terrible person and he people were comparing him to Ari and saying that like, well, like he's no better than Ari. I want to back up for just a couple seconds. So for anyone who didn't watch last season or just is not doesn't really keep up, Becca was the um, was the winner of last season. 
And what had happened is they go on, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're happily engaged in their, the, the show was going on. They're meeting up in private, Becca and Ari from last season. Ari decides somewhere along the line that he doesn't want to be with Becca. Um, he actually wants to see how things go with Lauren. Okay. This is not, this is not, Becca has no idea that he's just, that he's made this decision, that this is how they are now engaged. They've been engaged for three months or for however long it was been. And now he's thinking this. So what Ari did, Ari then calls up the producers, calls up the show and is tells them behind Becca's back that, well, I'm not really feeling Becca anymore. So I think I'm going to go chase after Lauren. He tells them this because then this whole thing is then set up like Ari sets this up where they film Becca, him baking, breaking up with Becca, completely blindsiding her on national television. She thinks that they're just meeting up like they normally do um, to like hang out and to be with her fiance and to make matters worse. He not only did he plan this, but then he had to then go film contemplation shots and contemplation shots are a huge thing on The Bachelor Bachelorette. And it's the it's the scenes, it's the shots where either the lead or their suitors are literally like walking in a field or walking along the street or sitting on a bench. And it's their talking like them over talking and then them like literally looking off into the distance. So that's like a contemplation shot. And Ari filmed contemplation shots of him walking with an umbrella, like in the rain, looking very distraught. Like, I want you to understand that this was a very manipulated, contrived thing that he did. And then brings her in the room. Oh, oh, oh. And then they show like, then they film them. Like it shows them like they're behind the scenes filming of like when the show was going on and like Ari and or, like Ari and Becca are, you know, doing their little weekend, like their getaway secret weekend together. And then he breaks up with her, ends their engagement and tells her that he wants to go with Lauren, the runner up. So for anyone who says that Garrett is just as bad as Ari, go fuck yourself. Because for somebody to actually do that to another human being and to be so just um, calculated like that, no. So just stop. Just stop. Okay, so enough for the like nitty gritty. I want to just talk about the entire episode. Let's start at the beginning because like I said, going into this episode and obviously I was saying that I was team Blake. I was posting that I was team Blake because I was, you know, I, I had I had enjoyed Blake and Becca's um, scenes together up until this point. I think that they had stronger scenes than Becca and Garrett. And that's really all we as viewers have to go off of is the time that we see them together on TV. So going into it, I was totally team Blake and Blake was cute and he was confident and he was well-spoken. The more and more that I watched Blake, I felt like he was a little bit like, like I was saying, he felt a little bit rehearsed to me, a little bit scripted, not like he like somebody was writing him a script, but like he was like going over what he was saying. I don't know. It was just a little too perfect, but I was going into that. So starting off the episode, we start um, and we are in the Maldives and Becca's family the boys are going to meet Becca's family. So we've already met the boys' family, you know, Garrett and Blake. So that's what we did our hometowns. But now we're going to meet Becca's family. And one of kind of the more sad and very like touching things I think about this season was the um, is the fact how they really like talked about Becca's Becca's father. So Becca's 
dad is passed and it's her and her mom and her um, sister. And then they had other family members on. So they really like this, this show, this season, a lot of the themes have been family, have been love, have been obviously loved up, but like really just like good home love. Kids have been a very big theme of this season, talking about kids, having things referencing kids. Garrett's first entrance was with pulling in in the minivan, talking about, you know, how we're going to have a minivan and with our kids, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was a very big like and it was just a very big, warm, family-themed season. Um, so Garrett starts off the episode. He's the first guy to meet the family. And let me just say, I don't know what, ha- something came over Garrett. And I think that was love, ladies and gentlemen. Garrett was completely and 100% just in love, obsessed with Becca because he started crying all the time. The entire family date, I literally wrote that that Becca's family is literally horny over Garrett because he cried with every single family member, which is, which, you know what? Good for him. Good for him for being, letting his feelings out. It's, this is a very, like, I can't even imagine the emotional roller coaster that this show is. I mean, it's a very quickly advanced, um, sped up thing. And, you know, poor Garrett, he was engaged previously in the past. And that was a very big part of his storyline and his family storyline um, about how he kind of became this person that they didn't recognize anymore. And he was with this girl that they really thought, you know, the the whole the whole fucking kit and caboodle. We thought we were supposed to be together. We liked adventure. Yeah, da, 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 da. But then she ended up, I just kind of, I guess, changing him. He whatever. So they broke off the engagement. So he has that kind of in his past so I think he's very emotionally driven because he's like I'm gonna like propose again and like I want this to be the last time that I propose and you know I, can you blame the guy so he had a really good meet down he had a really good meet with the family I mean like I said he cried with the sister he cried with the uncle he cried I'm pretty sure he cried with the mom and he was just so open and sweet and his words Garrett's words he had me crying. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. I was sitting on my couch just crying at some of the things. Like, I have some of the quotes that he said because I was trying to keep track of, like, Blake and Garrett quotes to see really, like, who nailed it. And I'm sorry, without a long shot, in, like, mid-episode, I was, like, definitely, definitely doing some live tweeting and or Instagramming. And I was, I was literally started off the episode, you know, Team Blake, but then like I started thinking about started watching and I was like I have never had this this like overwhelming emotion come over me where I was like I don't want I was like I don't want Blake to win. I don't want Blake to win. I want Garrett to win because his he is just pouring himself. Like, he is just literally seems like he would just do anything for Becca, anything. I'm not saying Blake wouldn't. I know Blake would, but it just, that's just what it was. That's just what it was. So Garrett's family date goes really well. Um, they all love him. I I think you could just really tell, like, they saw this softness, this sensitive guy. Becca's uncle, he was like, you know, I think he's, I, I think he's a poet. I think he's a poet and he don't know it. He didn't say that, but he did say that he's like, I think Blake's a poet. And I honestly, honestly, as I'm like looking at some of these quotes, I'm like, I kind of like think Blake was a poet too. He was just saying these beautiful things. And like one of his challenges with Becca was that she wanted him to be more open with her. And I was like, well, I mean, you definitely got what you wanted because this, this guy is literally shouting on the mountaintops. Um, 
his love for her. Then, okay, so Blake comes in and is obviously, he's the last to meet the family. And I was a little bit nervous um, for Garrett because at at the beginning, because Becca, it's it's like a very known thing that Becca has like liked Blake since day one, like instantly right out of the gate. Becca and Blake apparently just had clicked. Um, she said that she literally saw him, you know, he was he made her believe in love again. Um, he was, you know, the reason he she literally said I I saw him at the end of this so that was kind of like making me nervous because the family kept touching on like oh but like you and you and Blake have hit it off since day one that's a dot like they all liked it he did come in he had flowers he was really cute as I was watching Blake's family um you know family date I was like because I so badly was like you know proud and that's just how I am. I was like, come on, Blake, come on, Blake, come on, Blake, like make it, make it better than Garrett's, make it better than Garrett's. I kept waiting it to be better than Garrett's. It wasn't better than Garrett's. I think it definitely like met Garrett's. Um, he had, he had good, he had great conversation. He said the right things to the sisters or to the sister. He said, you know, that I'm attracted to confident, independent women. And I think that really like struck a chord in Becca's you know, and Becca's sister, um, because then when Becca and her sister sit down, her sister is like, you know, uh, you know, Blake would, Blake would challenge you. I could see Blake being an equal partner. They kept saying this like equal partner shit about like Blake and, um, Becca, like how he would challenge you. Um, and (laughs) the one thing that I think started to crack Blake because Blake is also very like Blake is a little bit more um, not timid I feel like Blake is just ready to crack at any point especially like now in these episodes because once again stakes are high people and every family member and I don't know if it's the way that production um, edited it or what but every family member was like so we need to ask you a question you know, we've thought, you know, you've thought about, you've thought about the good side of this, but what about the other side? And Blake's face, I mean, like, he literally, like, looked like the soul was sucked right out of him, and every single family member had a moment of that. He started to crack. He was, like, he, like, in in, in his, like, one-on-one, one-on-one confessionals, he was like, oh, my God, like, why, why? He's like, I don't, I don't want to talk about Garrett anymore. And I was like, he is starting to lose it. Um, but he left his date very, like, it was interesting. He was like, I, he's like, I have this feeling. And normally he's like, when I have this feeling, I'm right. And he said that, and that kind of like almost gave me chills because like in my previous relationships, I've, I have the strongest intuition. It's like scary. I can sense in the air when like the slightest thing, when the slightest thing has changed and is different, I can sense it. And it puts a terrible feeling in my stomach. So he said that and I was like, oh, fuck, because I know that feeling. Um, so that made me nervous. He left that date, you know, a little down in the dumps. But um, nonetheless, it still ended up, I think, being a nice date. So... Now, jump to the next, jump to the next day. We are on Becca and Garrett's final date before they see each other at the end. And he either 
proposes and she says yes or he gets his heart shit on so they're on this catamaran or on this boat and it's a beautiful day and they're just having this fun ooh, ooh, fun airy time and we're on the equator and really just really cute once again like I said they're just so they're so cute with each other I just couldn't I was just sitting at the edge of my couch looking at the tv smiling like a freak and then to make matters worse or better but worse in my part Becca's like or Garrett's like oh oh, like mittens oh look dolphins and there is just a huge pod of dolphins baby dolphins mommy dolphins daddy dolphins jumping in the air Becca's losing her mind I would be crying she's like oh I'm gonna start crying no or she oh yeah oh no, I, I, I would actually physically be crying if that happened to me. If I was like on a date with someone who was who I she knew at that point that Garrett was going to be the one. Because when you watch back, you see just how much more confident, how much more she is tuned, zoned in to Garrett. And there they are. There's like sitting. They're like standing at the bow of the boat. They're pulling like they didn't pull a Jack and Rose. But I mean, they might as well. They were doing the awkward kissing where like it's like. They're like making out to make it look like a rom-com, but it's like in the most like inconvenient positions. Like, am I right? Like I watched this show and like some of the positions that they'll like do these like romantic makeouts in, I'm like literally looking at you. It is so strenuous that like I'm shaking. Like there was a there was a part where like Becca and Garrett like are in the water and they're swimming and then like they're both like hanging on to like a line on the boat and like just balancing because like you have to think like the waves are coming and or like the, the movement of the water is going. They're all holding on with one hand and they're like intertwined and like kissing. And I was literally watching that and I was like, I like what is with these strenuous positions? Then they were kissing on the tractor where they were driving on the tractor and it just it's just like it doesn't work. It's not real life, but good for them. So, yeah, we got we got dolphins. Garrett with his cute quote, like, maybe it's the girl, maybe it's the the equator, but I feel on top of the world. And I was like, God, there you go again. There you go again, which is a wonderful quote. And then he said something like how like he just is so he's just like I, he's like, I love her. I love everything about her. I love the freckles on her face that come out even more in the sun. He's like, I just cannot wait to bring out the better versions of one another. I just said that quote. And I literally have goosebumps all over my body. I mean, this guy was, Garrett was pouring out Twitter-worthy quotes, Hallmark card. That's a very hard, hard H to say at the wee early hours of the morning. He was pulling out just these amazingly panty dropper quotes. And I was like, okay, once again, I think that, I think at that moment, I was like, I'm done. I was like, I, I want, like I said, I want, I want, I want Garrett to win. He is such a sweetheart. Um, I mean, then, okay, so then they go from there being on this beautiful boat to like, they're like, they're like final night, their final like night, not together, but like they like end the night back. I think they were like in some hotel, hotel room. And they, this is like the final conversation. So like this conversation is like huge. And, you know, Garrett took the entire time to just be positive and be like looking forward at their future. And that's all that he talked about with Becca. Like he brought up grocery store shopping and like how he said, like, I just I just I just can't wait to like wake up with you or be like, you know, changing diapers and you and I like and then, oh, my God, like I'm like starting to like tear up even thinking about it. I mean, it was like the sweetest shit. So he definitely he did what you need to do when you have your moments with Becca. 
yoga is focus on you and don't focus on anything else. And don't focus on, look at me, like I'm coaching some like to be cast members of The Bachelor, Bachelorette. But seriously, like he just took every moment to be so positive with Becca. Talk about them. Talk about how, what they were going to be like, what he was going to be like for her. And you know what? Good for him. I died. I died laughing because they had like this cute little like conversation where on their like fantasy suite night, which is the one night that they get to like be away from cameras and like spend the night with one another. I guess Becca said that like Garrett snores or like Garrett had snored and then like woke himself up in the middle of the night and then just started laughing, (laughs) which is very like very near and home to very near and home to me because there's been quite a couple of moments in my life. Um, and where, um, with Brad, when we first started dating, where there was a moment where he was sleeping, I was sleeping. And it was one of those weird things where like, you're like dreaming and like, you don't really, you don't really know if like you're awake or not. So we're like laying there both asleep. And then out of, out of just silence, out of the pure cricket silence that it is at nighttime, I just go, huh? And like shoot my eyes open and I was like panicked because I was like oh my god I hope he didn't hear that I hope he didn't hear that and then I like start like it's just I just love I loved this moment because it is so relatable and the amount of times where I've like woken myself up to the store because that's what Garrett's Garrett said he's like oh yeah I like woke I like woke up to myself doing it and I was like oh god been there done that Garrett been there done that the really beautiful thing about Becca and Garrett's relationship if I if I can just get a little sentimental for a moment is the one thing that Becca said about Garrett ever since the beginning was that he reminded her of her of of her dad he was so pure and so happy and so positive and just um the like fly fishing connection I guess when like Garrett took Becca fly fishing and she just said that it was like the most incredible thing she's like I felt like I felt like my dad was there um and she she said to Garrett going back that um or no I don't think she said this to Garrett I think she might have said this later but she said I don't want to get too ahead of myself here but um yeah so she said that Garrett was the first guy she wrote about in her journal. When she went back and read her journal, he was the first guy she wrote about in that journal talking about how she, he reminded her of her dad. And once again, I'm recording here and I'm getting a little teary eyed because I think that's huge. And that was like, once again, this whole full circle of like family and chill and kids and the dad, everything just seemed right in that moment. And Literally, this is where I was just completely, I was sobbing. I was literally sobbing because then Garrett then at, you know, on on the topic of talking about Becca's dad, Garrett says that when he was talking, when he met her family, when he was talking with her mom, he felt like he was talking and like to her dad too, like he was there. He's tearing up and crying. Becca, I think at this moment, and now watching the whole episode and watching back, he's getting very emotional. And Becca is, you can tell that she can't. And now thinking about it, I do understand that, like, they really can't give too much away. However, this part may be really uncomfortable because sometimes Becca is just, she was so weird with, like, with emotion. Like, here's Garrett pouring his heart, welling up, having tears in his eyes. He's giving her what she's wanted the entire time. And she, like, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't go, like, all. 
or like, oh, like that's so sweet or like doesn't like doesn't do anything. She was just kind of like laying his head on his shoulder. I don't know. It just wasn't to me. It was kind of like, ooh, it was like, is that all? Is that all that you're going to do? Like he's literally saying the most sweetest things anyways. But now watching back, I think it was just because she really she really that really did hit home for her. But I think I think in her mind. I really, truly think she already knew who she wanted. She already knew that she was going to pick Garrett. So I think this was kind of difficult for her. I don't think she wanted to, like, give away too much at that point. And then just to close the night up with another, I'm like, chill bump. Literally, I'm getting chills again. Quote from Garrett. How, okay, so they leave and then the way that they just, like, cut and edited Garrett's, all of Garrett's scenes in this, it was just, it was just great. It was just he had so much footage and content. So they're leaving the date and like he's doing his one-on-one confessional and that voiceover is kind of leaking into like, um, it, it kind of keeps flashing back and forth with like them saying goodbye and then him talking about her and how he loves her. And he goes, I, and then once again, he's like, I love her. He goes, I love the way that she says bag, bag, because she's from Minnesota. And I honestly, that was not a Minnesota accent. I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not going to pull that I'm not going to pull that accent out here early in the a.m. But he literally was like, I love the way that she says bag bag. I love it. It, it. it it makes me smile. He just went on this rant about how he loved the way that she says bag and like how he was and how he just wants to hear her say bag for like the rest of his life. I was like, oh, my God. Like, can we get any more just can we get any more? And, and I literally, this is when I was just, I was just once again, alligator tears coming out of the eyes. I mean, I was just, I was a puddle on the floor. I was a puddle on the floor. I was, I, that, I, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. So that ends Garrett and Becca's little last, their last moments together. And then we cut and now we're with Blake and you know, watching this, I was, and he had so much to live up to. And I started to almost kind of like watching it, I started to almost get kind of cringy. um, Because I was like, God, he just has so much to live up to. Um, And, you know, Blake starts the day off. And he's like, you know, I was in my head yesterday, which he he typically tends he says that he does he I'm, I'm gonna be out this is my time with Becca you know I he's been he's like I've been so confident all along that there's that there's no reason why I need to not be confident anymore so I don't know what it was this season with like the men giving Becca these like handmade gifts like Jason like came back and brought her like this scrapbook that like one he didn't make some intern on the show made it and I'd also like to say the same thing about this time quote unquote time capsule that black or God, that Blake made for Becca. Um, Definitely an intern made it so not really sure like what they were trying to like you know making us believe that these guys really are sitting around having craft time, which honestly thinking about how much time they have like on their own to just twiddle their thumbs without any kind of social media or like T I don't even think they have TV. I mean, I think it's like they got, no, I honestly don't think they have TV. Um, It really wouldn't surprise me if they made them, but they didn't. So they're having this cute moment. He's like, here's our time capsule. Yeah. 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 Um, they have this pretty, like, I'd say average date. 
I mean, he kind of got gypped on the date department. They, like, take bikes around the island, and they're, like, riding bikes and laughing, and then they go to the water. They just go to the beachfront, and then they're, like, on one of those paddle, like, they're both, like, on, like, they're paddle boarding on one paddle board, um, and then they have this kind of, like, intimate, con if you want to call it intimate conversation on the beach, um, that was really it, though. I mean, their date really didn't, their date solidified what they had through the entire show, that they've always had a connection, that they have a strong physical connection. Becca's, you know, Becca just kept saying over, you know, like, I've I've felt the same way about Garrett the entire, or sorry, Blake the entire time. You know, he he's always been there since the beginning. I felt like, you know, he's he's been the one that, like, he's been the, he's been the one constant. So she's, things aren't really changing with Blake and Becca. Like, she's, it, that's, that's kind of like what it was. And like they had their, and I'm going to be completely honest, I got distracted during their like last moments together. So like I really didn't get to like hammer anything down. But I remember watching it and just, it didn't have the same effect on me that Garrett had. Garrett's quotes, Garrett's time, Garrett and Becca together. It just, it didn't register. And I was like, you know, it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same. And that's where I left it. So in my in my gut, I was like, I just, I actually didn't know who won. Um, I typically try to find out um, because I can't help but knowing because I it literally is like physical torture. I saw some like rumors about both guys. Like I saw rumors about Blake um, prior to the show starting and I saw rumors about Garrett. So, and I kind of didn't really do any, I, I didn't do any other research. I was a good girl this, this, this season. I wanted to be equally as surprised. Um, So I really didn't know going into the final moments he won. So it was very intense. And I just like to say like, normally um, the guys will have to like, you know, walk up to Becca, but I loved when they were filming, like each guy was like on a speedboat, like, you know, in his suit, like looking off, like looking ahead as like the speedboats, like going towards wherever Becca allegedly is. And I'm dying. I'm like, God, they have some Islander driving them on the back of their boat. It gave me very like Survivor Jeff Probst vibes. Um, but then I realized that this is completely like Survivor's not on this network. So I was like, hmm, that's not what they were going for. Cool. But I loved that whole dramatic clip um, shot of the boys and their tuxes on these little dinghies, like just just whisking away to Becca. So good. Um, the one thing. Okay, so then waking up, the guys. Oh my god, the guys. The guys have to pick the rings. I like almost forgot the guys. Their guys picked their rings. So the one thing that the Bachelorette does is they get Neil Lane to bring on these rocks and um, these beautiful, beautiful rings. And the like the deal is that the couple has to stay together for like one or I, I think it was one year. I think now it's two years. I don't know the like like the contract that they have anymore with Neil Lane. But prior it was they have to stay together for a certain amount of time before they actually get the ring. Or it's like because it's like if they break up, it's like, all right, um, here's where you return your Neil Lane um, beautiful like four carat, three carat diamond ring because you can't keep it. So I don't know like the logistics now but like that's how it goes so the first guy to meet 
Neil Lane is Garrett. And guys, I can I like not schmooze about Garrett enough? Garrett meets Neil Lane and you would have thought that like they were long lost, long lost family members, long lost brothers. Garrett is beaming from from cheek to cheek. He's joking around with Neil Lane. I mean, my God, I was like, Jesus Christ, they're biffs. And like Neil Lane is like describing to Garrett like how why he created these rings like the band the band's intertwined because it's like you are now intertwined and Garrett's like oh man like he is feeling these he is feeling these descriptions I was dying I was like they need to go out and get drinks because they are freaking hitting it off and um I'm gonna say it once again, I'm, I was reading over, I'm just reading a quote that Garrett said, here we go with another, you know, panty dropper quote. He says, as he has this ring and he's in, and he's in his one-on-one, um, one-on-one interview, interview confessional, I call him confessional, that's what they call it on real world in Jersey, but he's not, he's, he's on the one-on-one interview where it's just him talking to the camera. And once again, he's stealing our hearts because he's like, all I'm thinking about at this point is what I'm going to say to Becca, how I'm going to say it, and the look in her eyes. And I'm like, oh my God, I am just, I am an emotional wreck. He is just stealing, he is stealing the hearts of America. And you know what? And I'm glad that he did because we just got to see how freaking sweet of a guy he was. Now, Blake's ring gave mommy, mommy chills. I was like, oh baby, that's a nice ass ring. However, when I went back and looked, I actually do think I ended up liking, I think I like Garrett's, the ring that Garrett picked, but not to get, you know, too like, you know, bandwagony. So then we flash to Becca. Okay. And normally when we flash to the bachelor or the bachelorette, the morning of, they're going through this inner monologue of like, I still don't know who to pick. I am just, I am, I am, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 this and that. I mean, you can, and Becca was oddly very calm. She was very calm. She started right away with her saying how she knew she, she knew who she was going to choose. And I was like, damn, she, she knew that she was going to choose Garrett. It's been a while since she knew she was going to choose Garrett because there was no, I don't know who it's going to be. I know this is down to the final. And like, I, I, I thought I knew who I was going to pick, but I don't know. There was none of that. She got up, she got ready. She said she knew exactly who she knew. She knew, she said, I, you know, was saying how I know, I know my choice. I know who my heart cannot live without. And, um, which was very, very interesting. Now, can we just talk about Becca's dress for a moment? So she was wearing, I think it was like a halter, white beaded sequence ball gown. Um, I really didn't like it too much. I think they were trying to like match the setting, the beach setting, the sand, the light colors. It gave me very like prom or like it wasn't prom and it's not red carpet. I don't know. They were on the beach in the Maldives. I feel like she should have been. She has been very like slinky though. She does wear a lot of silhouettes and wear a lot of like form fitting things, but she is a great body. She's tall. She's beautiful. So you know what? Good for her. But I don't know, I would, I was just, I would have, I, I was just looking for something a little bit more like romantic-y, flowy, beachy, but whatever. She's still gorgeous. She still's bomb. I just was like, not a really big fan of the final dress. I'm just going to have to say it. So 
we know who goes home because the first guy to either get out of the limo, to get out of their dinghy, to get out of what form of transportation they're taking, the first guy to get out is always the guy to go home, always, no matter what. Um, so I, of course, we see the guy get off on the dock. We It pans up. It starts at his feet. We go up to the top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who is it? Who is it? It's Blake. It's Blake. And I was just, I, even though, like, I mean, I didn't know, but I was still shocked. I still was like, no way. Because for a moment in time, I was like, Becca and Blake are so solid that she's going to pick him just because he's been such a constant. But I was instantly just like, oh, God. And then it's just like, you can't watch. You're cringing and you're like, oh, my God, this is literally like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad because he is going to be 100% blindsided because he just thinks him and Becker are like a done deal. And I was literally, I was sick to my stomach because he gets up there. Not only is he... Looks like he just jumped, got out of a pool. I mean, from the head to toe, he is he is pouring sweat. I mean, it literally looks like a like somebody like somebody is spraying him in between takes on his face. He is pouring sweat. Um, and he literally walks up and he's like smiling and excited. And, you know, God bless Becca. She just cannot. She's not good at like making things not known. And like, honestly, you know, I guess really in that in that situation, I guess I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to be fake or either. But the one thing that I liked that Rachel Lindsay did is when, um, or who was it? Maybe it wasn't Rachel. Shit. Was it Jojo? One of the past, one of the past bachelorettes, when the guy started, she stopped him because she was like, I cannot let you go through and do this proposal knowing what I'm going to say to you. Um, Becca didn't really do that. So Becca let Blake literally go into this whole, once again, it sounded like he wrote it down word for word and then practiced it all night, which he probably, you know, he probably did. And I'm not like, I'm not getting on him, but I'm just saying it was very well constructed. It sounds like a monologue, like he's just very well spoken. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm like, stop him. Stop him. Stop him, Becca. He's pouring sweat. Stop him. And then after he finishes, she says, she like kind of like doesn't cut him off, but she's like, can I, can I say something real quick? She has no emotion. <sighs> she just doesn't handle like sending guys home very well. It's not an, it's not an easy thing. And I understand that. And I know that I've never done it. I've not been there, but like, she's awkward. She's awkward. The sending home is awkward. She's, there's not a lot of like empathy. I don't, it's just, it's hard. You could definitely tell it's hard for her. But right away when she starts telling him, you know, like since the beginning, you've been this, you've been that, you kind of see his face drop. And then as she starts going more and more and more into the explanation, you can tell that it's, it's done. Like he, he knows it's done. Blake I honestly thought he was going to, I seriously thought Blake was going to pass out. I thought he, he was sweating before after she said no. And after she basically not didn't say no, but he, he knew that it was not going to, it was not them. You saw beads, beads. I mean, bead, bead, bead of sweat, bead of sweat coming down his face. I was like concerned. I was like, oh my God, are we going to have a survivor moment where somebody passes out and we're going to have to get like, we're going to have to get like production crew out here and I mean, it was like scary. 
he looks like his his soul comes out of his butt. I mean, his whole entire personality, everything is just completely gone. Um, it, nothing, nothing, nothing. And he he asked her, he said, you know, like what, like what, what changed? And Becca had this piss poor explanation. I, you know, she had every other explanation well thought out. Why couldn't they, why couldn't her, why couldn't she sit down with her producer and actually be like, okay, Becca, what are you going to like, what are you going to tell Blake when you tell him that like, it's not you? Like, I like, let's kind of like fix this. No, no, obviously they didn't do that because she literally looks at him and says nothing, nothing changed. Nothing changed. It's just, who's the best fit? Who, like, who's the best fit for me? Like, who's the best fit for you? Like, terrible, terrible explanation. Considering leading up to this, you've been telling him nothing, but like, you know, you guys, you, you guys have had, like, had it, had it since the beginning. And she did tell him that, that like, he was the reason that she started believing love again. He was the one who she saw at the end. Um, but just, what she needed to say was that we didn't grow. We stayed the same the entire time. Garrett and I, Garrett and I progressed. And then Garrett and I just, I just, I felt I started falling for him deeper and we weren't growing. She needed to be just blunt with it. And she didn't cut to Blake. Blake is shake sobbing. He literally is sobbing into a washcloth. And I by sobbing, I mean, his face is pressed in this washcloth and he is like shaking. Like he is sobbing. I have never seen a runner up like this in my entire life. And poor guy literally in his in his in his one on one interview in his like confessionals, his eyes are beat red. I mean, he is like sobbing. He's like closing his eyes. He's just he's like trying to breathe. He's keeping his eyes closed and he keeps saying that he fucking knew it. He fucking knew it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This poor guy, this poor guy and his poor intuition in his anxiety, I mean, it's clear anxiety. I've dealt with the same things. I mean, you just overthink, 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 overthink every little thing. You feel something that's different. You overthink. And he's saying how he's like going to have to go through this alone. And it was very, it was really, really, really sad. I felt sick for him. Um, he was wrecked. And then to make matters worse, we go from him doing that. And then they do like a, a close fade and they fade into the live after after the rose or like after the whatever um where he's it's Blake and he's watching it and he's sitting on the couch and he's you know sitting in the studio with Chris Harrison and the live audience and it's just like silence um and I'm like oh my god that poor guy but you know what the one thing that I have to say about Blake is he came on and while he was talking with, with like with with Chris Harrison he was a gem. He is how every guy should be. He had nothing but great things to say. He was so, he said he was, I mean, he was very honest and he was very well spoken about the way that he felt. But I mean, he was, he was very well thought out. He was being extremely respectful, mature. He was lovely. He was open. He was honest saying that, you know, since day one, you know, Becca and this, and I wanted the best for Becca. And if this is going to make Becca and, you know, and I want to see Becca happy. And he goes, I was picturing her, you know, if, if, if I, if, if I proposed to her. Um, so I know how happy she's going to be. And he did, he didn't say any, he didn't talk poorly about Garrett. He didn't say anything bad the one thing he said he said the only red flag was is that there wasn't any red flags and 
I mean, that's exactly what it was. I think they started off strong. I think they stayed consistent, but I don't, and I think they maybe, you know, grew a little bit. Like if we're looking at it, like, you know, graph wise, we have a little graph line we can kind of see, but, um, yeah, I just, I think that was that. And then they panned to Becca because, they, okay, then they're going to bring Becca out. We're going to have Becca and Blake's moment. They haven't seen each other since. We're going to talk. And then and then it goes into, like, the proposal. So they panned to backstage. And I'm like, okay, stop. Stop it, production. And Becca's, like, pacing and, like, is, like, pacing around. And, like, right before they went to commercial, that's what they showed. I was like, okay, can we not do that? That's just a little, that's tacky. It's cheesy. Like, let's anyways I was just like come on but um when I saw Becca come out for the after she was in this stunning like berry fuchsia um strapless like kind of um it was a little bit below the knee fitted dress she had her hair back in like a low ponytail with a, a, a beautiful thick hair curled she looked on fire um she looked amazing I was like that's how a bachelorette is supposed to look that is how a lead is supposed to look um I don't I'm I kind of want to just like jump and hop skip they had a really good they like I mean, they had a very good um, conversation with with one another. She was very supportive with him. He was very supportive with her, wished nothing for the best. It ended on a wonderful note. You know, he said that he's, you know, still open a lot, whatever. It was a very good, happy ending bow. Definitely made him look great in the franchise's eyes. I definitely think he has a running spot for The Bachelor. I really hope it's either him or Jason. I, I really, really, really do. I'd like to see Jason. Um, I'm Jason just like makes me curious. And I just kind of want to see a little bit more about that. But I would absolutely love I think Blake would be a great lead because he's very um, he's a he's a conversationalist. He's very um, like I said, he's very confident. He's very open. He's very well spoken. He communicates well. I think he would be a great lead. Um, so yeah, that is that. Okay. So the one thing I want to point on about once again, Blake asked Becca, like, what was it? Like, what, like, what changed? And Becca still could not put it into words. She kept saying, like, um, you, okay, literally just say, I couldn't think of leaving Garrett. I could not say goodbye to Garrett. That's all that you have to say. It's short. It's sweet. It's everything. It shows that you just ended up falling in love with Garrett. You felt more feelings for Garrett than you felt for Blake. That's that. She kept going on with this stupid thing that she, I think she was trying to like keep, I don't know what she was trying to do, but she literally looks at him like she has this like this amazing answer. And she's like, you know, you you sometimes got in your head and that like made me, and she just kept saying like, I just wanted to, I just didn't, I just wanted, I, I, Picked the better fit for me, the better fit for me, the better fit for me. Well, then me as Blake, if I was Blake, I'd be like, well, why wasn't I like I thought was I not a fit for you? Like and Blake asked, Blake asked her a very, a very well thought out question. He was like, was there something about our future that like frightened you or scared you or made you doubt us? And she was just her shitty response was you sometimes get in your head and that made me question us down the road in certain situations like caring for a sick kid. Um, I just thought that was the most piss poor, terrible explanation I've ever heard ever. I mean, literally, if she would have said, I could not think of leaving Garrett, I could not saying goodbye to Garrett, I could not say goodbye to Garrett. Just say that. 
Just say that. And it with those few couple words, it gives them everything that they possibly need to know. So I, that was just like, hey, um, just way too yucky for me. And I, 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 I kind of went into a little like tangent in my mind of like how like Becca's answers were so they always seemed so like. And I don't know if this was her once again or she's sitting down with her producer, but everything always nothing really ever seemed like super genuine. It always seemed like it had been mildly rehearsed, which once again, that's OK. But she always had these like super long explanations for like why she did something or what was going on. And the more that she talked, the more that she just started like it made me cringe, the more she kind of like dug herself into a hole. Like just keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it genuine. That's that's like all we want. That's all we want. So this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. This is it. We finally get past all the gut-wrenching sadness and and anxiety. And here it is. Garrett jumps off the boat and this is it. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's gonna happen. This is this is where it's gonna happen. And um I, she just, you know, she really, I think in the end, she really fell hard for Garrett. And I, I just felt, I felt such, I felt electricity and just such a, like when I looked at them and watched them at the end, it felt like I had been watching like, like friends of mine, you know, like I felt like it just felt so real. Um, but Garrett walks up and he's sweating ass. I don't know how Becca is still looking the way she looks because I would be sweating ass, swamp ass. And he, you could tell he is so nervous. I mean, this guy wears his emotions on his sleeve and he goes into his proposal. Um, and it just was once again, sweet and heartfelt. And then she does the same thing. She stops him. And I think that that stop, I think, gave them both, made them both shit their pants. Blake, for good reason. But Garrett's face as well kind of was like, who? And then she starts to kind of, she starts to talk about their, their relationship. And this is where she goes into the journal. And she said, you know, you, you, the first guy that I journaled about and um, how you made me re remind me of my dad. And she goes, you just made me feel like home. You just and like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm starting to well up again. Like, this is like the sweetest things. And she said, you know, she only wanted to say love. I love you to one guy. And um, she says it. And I swear to God, I swear to God. And I'm about to like sob now. He jumps literally does a little jump up and down like he's 12 years old like a little boy like he was so happy like he literally jumps up and down and like that grabs her and like jumps up like he is the happiest guy on the planet and I am a fucking mess I am crying I am sobbing and I'm so happy I mean this was clearly the right this was clearly the right choice she it just I am, I was really, really, really happy about the ending. And I just, I can't, I can't say it enough. Like watching some of these couples, like even some of my favorite couples, like Jojo and Jordan, I'm not even saying like they, they didn't start off one of my favorite couples. Like I liked Jojo, but like even them, like 
watching them, I was like, mm, I don't know if they're going to make it. But when I watched Garrett and Becca, I'm like, God, they are so yin and yang and goofy and happy and excited and, and very like all over each other. I mean, they're into one another because then I did actually, I, so I watched the after, I obviously finished watching the after, which um, I was really excited to actually see them come out as the first time as a couple. So they come out and then we talk about the whole the whole show, yada, yada, yada. Chris Harrison asks, you know, how has it been waiting for, I think, Garrett to, you know, publicly apologize, which is what he does. He literally says, I want to take this moment. I want to apologize. And you can tell this poor guy is so nervous. I mean, this is not a guy who is like made made for TV. I mean, he is I mean, he's he's a he's gorgeous to look at. Like he's good looking guy, but he is not made for he's just he's normal. Like he's nervous. He's um, but he is he's doing what he needed to do. And he apologized. He said once again, I'm I'm I stand by my my uh, my my apology. I had no idea what a double tap on, on Instagram could do, how much it would hurt people. And he said, I was not my, I would never, I never wanted to hurt anyone's feelings or offend anyone. And I stand by that. He's like, I am so sorry. And I'm working to, to be a better person every single day and to, you know, really move forward. And then Becca, you know, stepped in and was like, you know, I absolutely don't condone this at all. But he has been, she goes, I just wanted, like she's saying, I, I wanted people to give him a chance. And, um, you know, he obviously felt awful for what he did because he, this guy doesn't have a bad bone in his body. I mean, my God, he's just a dumb guy that was liking stupid stuff on a patriotic Instagram page. I mean, shoot him, okay? God. And he, people were dragged, she said people were dragging him and his family. And I'm like, yeah, because our world is terrible. And we are in this terrible, ugh, just nasty, toxic of, but anyway so they were really good and then Chris kind of like Chris Harrison kept asking these stupid questions like so like did you guys ever think that this was like the bottom or like and then then they'd be like Becca would be like no I mean they were really strong in where they were and how they've moved on from it and she was like we never saw this as like breaking us up we just saw this as like you know like a hurdle to get over and they were very confident which I was loving I was like yeah serve it to them tell the world that you guys are fine tell the world that you guys are together in a pair and you know standing strong and once again Chris Harrison asked another stupid question like so do you like do you do you think that this could? And Becca once again was like, no, like absolutely not. The thought of breaking up never crossed my mind. And I was like, fuck yeah, tell him, tell him. So that's that. ABC is going to give them a trip to Thailand. <laughs> They're probably going to want to film it, probs. Um, and then we come full circle with Chris Harrison telling them to go out because he has a surprise for them. And it is a Winnebago, a nice little minivan with a good old panel of wood striping and they're cute they're quirky they're like oh yeah they like get in they drive off and production so beautifully placed an equality sticker on the bumper cheers to you production you continue working in ways that just is brilliant little you know little 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 easter eggs here and there and it was cute they drove off the lot and that was that so it was great I really really clearly enjoyed it um but yeah, I definitely think ABC was definitely, um, you know, stroking themselves with that, with that, with that full circle, starting with the minivan, ending with the minivan. Definitely. They were loving themselves. Okay. Wow. 
guys, that was a journey. It was a long one, but definitely needed to happen. So I hope everyone enjoyed um, going back and living through the Bachelorette finale like you were right there with me, um, minus a lot of tears and a lot of ugly crying. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their week. It's Wednesday. Woot, woot. Live it up, hump day. But yeah, have a great rest of your week and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.